sex and lifestyle podcast that you didn't know you needed. This is the Swinging Soulmates podcast with your host, Mondo and Sativa. Please relax, unwind, and come play with us and our guest co-host as we candidly share our personal experiences and erotic escapades in the lifestyle. Motivated by passion and purpose, our goal is to create a community that allows themselves to be educated and entertained through the tales of the swimming soulmates. Mondo and Sativa are not medical professionals, yet we are a happily married couple of 19 years and in the LS for 10. We have a deep, unwavering commitment to our marriage and to holding a space in normalizing and redefining the concept of relationships and monogamy. The Swinging Soulmate strives to be a resource and inspiration to others. So subscribe, put a reoccurring play date on your calendar, and come along with us as we journey deep into our lives as Swinging Soulmates. So our next segment here before we get into a little, you know, a little spotlight, you're going to get the opportunity. We're going to give you your roses, the Paul. So you're going to be able to talk it up. Don't tell anything embarrassing about us. Because I know when I first came around, I was (laughs) not sober. And hubby reminds me of shit that I'm like, I did what? Where? What? At the hush? With who? Um, So... (laughs) This is about education, too. You know, there's a lot of people. I'm very surprised at how many grown people don't have the appropriate understanding of sexual health or, you know, anything that's kind of related. So we are going to do we do a um, position of the week or we do a word of the week and uh, like a term and then use it in a sentence. So hubby, I think, learned the latest one. The fact. Remember? I remember, remember what remember? it's supposed to be, but I don't remember what the initials there for right now. Well, you can explain. Uh, if anybody's seen different genres of porn, or you know, you've seen somebody commented on the OnlyFans, or you know, whatever maybe. Yeah. So basically, the FAP. Uh, when you see that, it's supposed to be the sound that. The guy makes when he's jacking off or masturbating. I, I, I guess. I guess. Oh, flap. Like flapping. But it's just FAP for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I I just never knew what it was. And then we we were watching something on Pornhub. Or we were looking at something for our last episode and it finally told us what it was. But yeah, I never knew that at all. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we, we try to teach. We try to, you know, educate you a little bit on some stuff. Um, um, and I have a funny one. Did you guys know that there is a toupee for the gen- genitals? A toupee for the genitals? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Harry's back in now. I can't stand when I go to a porn or to a webcam and they're hashtag Harry. I'm like, well, you don't want me to watch. This is 2022. <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep a little happy trail and just like shave it out, do that. But I do not want to see your vagina and it looks like you have, um, what's his name? Boxing. Oh, 
you know, Don King. Don King. Like you have Don King in between your legs. I don't want to see. And then they always want to be up close with, like super up close. Like they, yeah, nobody wants to see that. Um, but yes, there is, you know, for, for individuals that maybe they have hair problems, maybe it's a little patchy. Um, maybe for some reason they think it's hot to have, you know, a chia pet on their vaginas. Um, but <laughs> they're, you know, thank you. And I want to say thank you to our good friend, um, Wolfpack or Wolfie for educating us on this. Um, but there is a huge market for it and mm-hmm. sorry, hold on. I had it right here and then I just lost it. So I'm pulling it back. Up. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, here we go. Actually, I'm going to tell you what the, the search is in Google to pay for pubes. And it is called a Merkin. I knew it was something like I was going to say Merkin. A merkin. a merkin. Yes. A merkin is a pubic wig. Merkins were worn by sex workers after shaving their mons, mons pubis and are now used as decorative items. Erotic devices. Oh, ooh, this picture of one is not. Oh, God. Or in films by both men and women. So I guess if you're a film actress and you are like me and you're like, um, I don't want to look like you know, before my parents allowed me, before mom allowed me to shave, you know, like she was like, you don't, I don't know why it was such a big thing for my mom to allow me to shave. I was like, you want me to go into junior high school looking like a freaking Yeti or something? But, um, so, you know, so it's, if you're like me and now you like keep it all clean, you know, um, but maybe you want to get roles. Maybe you're not getting roles because it does require hair. Um, Merkins, there you go. You learn, you learn something else today. So Fap and Merkin. I did learn something today, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then these are things that you're going, that you're going to start seeing in, you know, much more often on your um, film, adult film platform. So what is it? Yeah. XX and NX and Pornhub and wherever else. X and XX. There you go. Wherever else you pervs watch your movies. I love Respect. It. Respect. I love them. Perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, won't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, it's been, oh, first, before we do that, as I mentioned, he hosts a podcast called The Socially Awkward Podcast. His co-host Correct. is somebody that is one half of a couple that I want to give a shout out to. Um, they're kind of like our, our content creators of um, the week. And that shout out goes to Adam and Kat. Um, some of you may know Cat as Thick Cat, right? That's what she goes by now. Uh, Katrina Thick. Katrina yes. Thick. There we go. I know she changed it a couple times. Um, and uh, you know she she has OnlyFans, and there, you know you go on Pornhub, you look it up, you, you can find some videos of her doing a job. Look, mm-hmm. she is one of those that does a hundred percent on a job when you give it to her. So um, they also have a podcast. One of the ones that we actually talked about when we first started this podcast, um, because they were one of the things that kept us entertained during the pandemic, um, which is how we actually crossed paths with Paul once again, because he is the moderator of, yes. of the podcast. So first of all, it's not like his name was like Michael. So we'd be like, oh, is that the Michael we know? No, that's not it. As soon <laughs> as we saw his name, we knew it was him. So we've uh, known each other. Since 2013, 
why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey, um, you know, into the lifestyle and what prompted you to be like, yeah, I'll come be on your, your lifestyle. Okay. So, um, I'd say my name is Ryan DePaul and I've been in a lifestyle. Well, I've been in two lifestyles and BDSM and also swingy lifestyle. I, like I actually was uh, introduced. So yeah, I like that you differentiated that because there's people that lump everything together, um, and it's two yeah, very different correct. lifestyles, two different uh, you know uh, limbs of the tree as far as when you know the sex tree goes on. For lack of better absolutely, yeah. and yeah, I try to educate as well. I was introduced to the BDSM lifestyle first. And I was introduced by uh, my who I ended up dating, but ended up being a good friend. We it just didn't work between us for, to be dating, but I learned a lot from her. I respected her, and I enjoyed that lifestyle. So I just kept it there and learned, keep on learning and educating myself and being active in it. Well, I so I did that. When you joined, when you joined, were you, were you leery because of preconceived notions? Were you like, I'm not doing a la somebody that we all know. I don't want to be pegged. I don't want to be tied up. I don't want to know. It can never, um, hit Adam. Um, no. So were you intimidated by the, you know, the aspects of it or was it like intriguing enough to you? And like you said, you had respect for, you know, for the, the woman that brought you into it, that you were like, you know what, let me do my own research. Like, let me check this out and, and really see what it's about because it's a lot, it's more than pain and control and, and math, math S and M as most people know. Hubby and I have been on, he created a contract for me years ago. And at first I was like, contract, a what, what? But then when I read it, I was like, wait, he knows me better than I know myself. And everything that was in the contract was to make me better. And it was things that I wanted to improve upon. You know, so it was really about helping make me better. And, you know, of course, you know, when everything feels good is involved in that as well. But it definitely took some, you know, research and not just kind of going with, you know, one article on Tumblr. Um, was your experience kind of <laughs> similar? Or, yeah, go ahead. And uh, I like that you said the one article on Tumblr because <laughs> people, oh my gosh, people. But uh, so for me, it was it was because I was just more open minded. I was a super green. I like I didn't know it was the first time I ever heard about it. I met this girl in um, a chat room. It was actually a what was it MSN chat room back then Ooh. when they were popular. Ooh. Yeah, people are like, what? Huh? What is that? Right <laughs> before texting, guys. Before you know, before Instagram texting, messaging, yeah, yeah, like, yes, like the old days of uh, right before we got to pass the whole dial up, <laughs> mm -hmm. right between. So, um, met her, um, talked a little bit, um, and she explained it, and it was like, okay, well, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a dumb. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't know what your 
talking about. Mm-hmm. So she actually was like, well, hey, send me a link. Check this out. Let me know if you're interested and we can go from there. So I thought she was cute and very attractive. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I'll entertain this and read up on it. I was like, huh, this is interesting. And so there, I just moved forward um, up and started talking more. And like, this is what she looked for. She looked for Dom. And I didn't know how to, I, at the time, I didn't know how to be a Dom mm-hmm. at the quotation marks. But um, at the same time, I did. So I had to learn. She wants that this is what she wanted. And then I was like, well, it only makes sense if you're going to be a dumb and you need to learn how somebody wants to be dominated. As a submissive, you got to learn how to be a submissive, the mindset. Yeah. So she, we talked about that. And she said, well, you have a aura in you that is naturally dominant, but I think you're struggling because you don't know me like that. That's it. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, shit. And she was white. So I'm like, you want, you want me as a black man to... Yeah, there's so many reasons why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. I was like, no, you can't. I'm getting you consent and all that. And we went forward and I was like, all right, cool. I went on our, our first date. She caught me off guard like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> she's into the whole like being collared and she said, hey, let's go out to dinner. I'm going to my collar, and here you go. Like, what's this? Fucking dog leash. You're like... And I was like, okay, well, I'm supposed to do this. Like, you, I need you to walk me. Said, Excuse me? And we're going through the drive-thru, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to actually get out and do this during the restaurant. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a lot. Like, she's a No, we want a Chili's. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely... Okay. San Leandro. That's definitely... <laughs> Oh, shit. So I'm like, look, right before we're about to leave the, the, the house, I'm like, I'm not comfortable putting you on a leash and carrying you around on a leash like that in public. So I'm a black man who's going to have a white woman on a leash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. No, do you know what could happen to me? <laughs> so, real quick, uh, you said air quotes around Don. Why, I don't know why you said it, but why did you say? Uh, air quotes around Don. Well, because a lot of people don't understand what it means to be a dominant. Some people think uh, take that thing out of uh, context for the term, thinking that it's all about control and just telling somebody what to do and bossing around, choking them, slapping them, and doing that. And it's not. It's a level of trust you have to do, and a level level of exploration, boundaries and um, limitations. So you're actually helping helping people. And if it's in a relationship, um, you know, it it strengthens, you know, the relationship because, you know, it's natural for humans that have been together for a while. You just naturally, life gets in the way. So you become like two passing ships in the night and Uh everything becomes kind of muddled as far as like what you need from each other. So when you have that extra level of trust and another open line of communication, it, it helps, you know, and I, 
we weren't in any, any kind of rut. Like the time that he did it, it was just a natural progression in our journey. And, um, you know, I call him daddy and I call him daddy in front of my father and his mother and my mother. And, you know, I want like, I'm hella grown, but <laughs> our marriage has lasted longer than both my parents in it. So maybe y'all should have practiced a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, so right. I, I do like that you identified that. Um, so yeah, so how was that first time? Did you go through it with it? Were you were you like, okay, we got to go somewhere where it's real dark? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she was actually completely uh, um, cool with it. She was like, I understand. I actually did jump dive right into it and jump in the deep end. And you telling me this, thank you for expressing me how you feel and not just going with it because something could really bad happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for understanding. So we didn't do the whole leash thing. She wore a collar, but she didn't do um, the leash. Keep saying that. It makes me want we to dinner mine. and everything. I feel like I'm, I should be getting mine right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice dinner. We talked about what she's looking for and what how to move forward. And that's when she says that she suggested um, that would, would you want to think about becoming a switch? And I was like, what is that? And she said, well, this would be, I believe, a great way for you to learn my mindset of what I need from you as a dom. I said, I'm down for whatever. Let's go. Yeah. You know, um, I'm open-minded. I'm down to see what's going and she defined it because you know for black people a switch means something different. So I would have been like, wait, what? what you talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so. that's why I actually thought my first yeah. first I was like, switch. Like you want to be a switch? Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, we can't go from just wearing you wearing a collar to chilies to you asking me that shit. Like, what is it though? So right. But she seems like a like she was a good um mentor. Like she was, you know, a, a, she was. Yeah. Um, she was. She was amazing, and so I, I agree with it. Um, learned the whole process of being a switch, a submissive, and dominant. Surprisingly, to me back then, I didn't have to really do the whole um, submissive side that much, because after that, she was like, "Okay, do you, she she wanted a real dom, like she wanted to somebody to dom her." I was like, "Or be her dominant." Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I'll try it." So. She wanted to get um, flogged and everything. And we went through the whole process. And I even went through the process of being flogged. There was a... Um, <laughs> I just got sidetracked. We were out at a store last night, and I just remember he had one in his hand. So I just when you said that, that's why I was like, wait, did you buy that? And yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So... Um, there used to be a place in uh, San Leandro on the border of San Leandro and Hayward. It was a dungeon. That was actually the first time I actually was ever uh, strapped up on a uh, St. Andrew cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I told you, I was I was open and um, she flogged me and it was interesting. That's where I learned about aftercare and everything and the whole process mm-hmm. of how you do everything. I was like, because for me, I'm hands-on. I'm like, it's all about experience. Yeah. Like, I need to learn how to do something, experience myself before I actually do it to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, I learned all that. The roles reversed. She loved it, but she was just looking more distance-wise. We didn't have enough time to. I mean, I had a son, and she wanted more time. So I was like, I can't give you that right now. And so we understood. And um, we stayed friends, but I, I continued that journey of um, learning about um, just BDSM and the community and what it can actually do for people. Did you go to um, ever attend any munches? I did not. Because so I, 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 I didn't. It's an experience. Um, I, it is. And especially as, uh, as you know, a black couple. Um, so okay. they're called munches. And I think that's a very good description because a lot of the people that are there remind me of somebody that, that are really granola, natural, crunchy, gray. like they're just certain types of people. Like they wear aluminum free deodorant and, you know, they were at Whole Earth Day in Davis. Um, it's just for this, for that community to grow, I think, and to become more diverse events like that need to start being more, you know, more diverse and, and have more people that look like you. So I'll just ask, I was just going to say, had, you know, did you experience that as well? Because that's something that we always talk about, you know, like we probably would have gone further in that community um, other than just within our relationship if those opportunities and that community was there. Um, but then again, you know, we live in the city of trees, so it's kind of, kind of. Yeah, I, I didn't experience much. Um wouldn't mind to, but like when I was doing most of the BDSM, it was more of a learning and um, experiencing than like dating people. Yeah. And uh, just learning people and like what they want and what they're looking for, different kinks, mm-hmm. um, what fetishes, what they were into, and all stuff like that, and seeing if we can explore it together. So, um, but yeah, I mean, did that for a while. Then I met uh, my, who is now my ex-wife. She introduced me to um, the speaker lifestyle. And I had no idea about that either. So, first time I was exposed. Yeah, where they, like, you know, put their keys in a bucket and and all that, you know, something like that. Um, Well, we have been to a key party, though. We have. Um, but I thought that I always thought that's what it was. What you know, what created it for us? Oh, um, oh yeah. So what created it? What started it for us was um, we watched um, the show on Showtime. It was called I can't remember. Why can't I remember anything? What No, how we got into how we decided to decide to. Oh, uh, polyamorous in love. Oh yeah, no polyamorous in dating, right? Yeah. So it was a, I think it was like three seasons. It was on Showtime. Um, we saw Big Love before that. Well, yeah, Big Love. That I Big mean, love but that. hubby was like, I am not buying three big houses right next to each other. Like, you know, we used to watch Big Love. He's like, I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, so we watched that, and we actually watched like the all three seasons in one weekend. Um, and at the end of it, it was just very much like, 
all right, so let's talk about it now. Like immediately we just turned it off, looked at each other and we're like, okay, so let's delve into any emotions, feelings, what we think, what we thought about it. And by the end of that conversation, I was on Google and I typed in SW and SLS popped up. And I was like, wait, there's a like a Facebook or what's going on here? So yeah, so when you find out about it, it all happens very quickly. Um, yes, it does. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, I was thrown into it, so it was interesting. Um, like I said, by my ex-wife. That's not well, not why she's my ex-wife on my end. So she introduced me to it. Our first date was a house party. I thought it was just a party. You know, so I was going to a little party, with some friends. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like you know, like some people just want a, a party and drinking, smoking in the back, whatever. You know, acts like a party. Yeah. Yeah. Lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let's do a house tour. I'm like, uh, why are we touring somebody's house? I'm like, okay, that's weird, but sure, why not? I'm, I'm gonna go along with it. Mm-hmm. Go upstairs. Oh, you guys probably actually heard about it. It used to be a place in Oakland called Berries and Shells. We haven't been. We haven't been to a spot in the Bay like that. We've only been uh, up here. Inside. Gotcha. And then COVID hit, and I ain't been nowhere. Okay, so yeah, so so yeah, this is actually before, like way before uh, that you guys. Oh, they're closed down now. They closed down before the whole pandemic and everything. Um, so went there, went upstairs to do a house tour, hit a room, and hit a corner with that room, and just saw a whole bunch of mattresses laid out. I'm like, I got these fucking mattresses. I look up, and you see. This uh, uh, this couple and like this third wheel, just going at it, <laughs> like like just this dude is like just going at it at this, on this girl, and then he looks up as he's like in mid thrust and turns his head towards me, and just we actually just the eye connection we locked eyes. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> so me. Not knowing anything about this, I'm like, "Shit, are we supposed to be doing? Are we supposed to be in this room? Mm-hmm, what the hell?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my ex-wife, she's like, "No, no, it's fine. You can look." I'm like, "Dude's like, they're having sex. I don't think we're supposed to be looking." Right? Like, no, this is what I do. I'm like, "What do you mean? This is what you do?" I said, "I'm a swinger. I'm a swinger sidebar, lifestyle. Sidebar here. Let's talk over here. Yeah, it... it's crazy. So." Yeah, that was my first experience with that. About that, them yet? Like that's how if that's how you find out. You know, that's a lot. Because hey, you guys may be like, oh, don't be a bitch. It's not that. It is that overwhelming. It's like sensory overload times ten. Thank you for joining us on Soulmates and Swingers. We hope that you enjoyed yourself just as much as we did. Please don't miss our next play date. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Until next time, be passionate. Be in the moment. Be bold. Be loving. Be the best version of you. Love and light. Hey, this is Mondo. Thanks for joining us this week on Soulmates and Swingers. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, you can reach us at 12 I N N S A 
T-I-V-A at gmail.com and also on Twitter at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-V-A. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, hit all the buttons you can except for the delete button and we'll see you next week. Thank you.